Hi, Isha. Welcome to Hi. 15 Minutes With. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, just to recap for our audience, 15 Minutes With is a series of short conversations about diversity and inclusion and the various topics within that. And each month I bring a new guest onto the show uh, to hear their perspectives, their opinions on this topic. So we'll have a couple of questions, but perhaps you could start by introducing yourself, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and, and what you do right now. Sure. Uh, thank you, Janelle, for inviting me to speak with you. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Isha Gupta, and I am a director on the global growth and strategy team for Avanad. Um, and some people may or may have not heard of Avanade. So um, Avanade is a joint venture between Accenture and Microsoft, and we do global IT consulting. Um, and perhaps you're wondering also, what does our growth and strategy team do? Um, so to explain a little further on that, um, we partner with our senior executives to formulate market disrupting enterprise strategies in order to attain our company's growth objectives. Um, you know, that's all based on our stock prices and everything. So no pressure, right? <laughs> um, and then to, I guess, add a personal touch, I am a daughter of immigrant parents and I was born in Dallas, Texas and now live in New York City. So right next to you, I believe. Yeah. We're our neighbors. <laughs> we are neighbors. Amazing. Thank you so much. So um, when it comes to uh, equality, uh, which is, you know, a, a big topic. There's so many nuances to it. What does that mean to you personally? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, like you said, it is a hot topic that everyone's talking about right now. And so I break equality down into a few different areas and I'll, you know, kind of explain into it, but um, it's essentially just about respect, fairness, and free of discrimination. Yeah. Um, I believe that despite your race, your ethnicity, or what social class you're in, or even who you love, everyone should be treated with the same respect and free of judgment. Um, because Janal, we all came into this world the same way mm -hmm. by birth, and we're all gonna leave this world in the same way by yeah. death. Yeah. Um, so if we keep all of that in mind, then everyone will and should have equal opportunities in all aspects of life. Um, we actually had a meeting earlier today and it reminded me of a quote that JFK said, and I thought he said it the best, is that all of us do not have to have equal talent, but all of us should have an equal opportunity to develop our talent. So if we give everyone the same opportunity, and the same tools and the same playing fields and the same resources, then it's up to that individual to grab the opportunity and do what they wish with it. Whether that's you know going higher in the ranks at their job or that's deciding to be at home and be the CEO of their own household. It's up to them to define what success looks like in their world, but it's all of our responsibility to create those opportunities and provide resources equally. Exactly. Yeah, completely agree. And I would say, oh, just another point I would go into, um, you know, another thing is we really should consider that equality breeds better innovation. So when we put focus on yes. equality, we get the best out of people in general, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
But if I can focus on women just for just a moment, I think you would agree with me when I say that, you know, we women are very creative and we have great ideas and we are bold. And if we don't know how to solve something, we work endlessly and tirelessly to find a solution. And I think the biggest thing here is that we know how to bring empathy in everything we do and everything we touch. Mm -hmm. So if we really lean into that equality and if we allow for those ideas and creativity to flourish, I think it'll also help others around us be inspired. So if you have, you know, put all that creative together and ideas and empathy, then who knows what we can build together, right? On that equal playing field. Because at the end of the day, equality benefits everyone one way or another. And, you know, we humans in society, we are accountable and responsible for making people feel like they're included. So I think we need to demonstrate that leadership in creating conversations about inclusion Mm -hmm. and belonging at our workplace more often and actually take action. Um, I think we need to stop just sitting in meetings talking about it and we actually need to do. (laughs) Yes, precisely. And I think we all know uh, you know, we've read the the research and it's iterated, reiterated a number of times, which is when you have diverse teams that helps, that supports innovation, ultimately that supports the bottom line for businesses, but also, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. And right. with that, there's, there's also a shift in mindset, which is that if uh, one part of society wins, then the other part has to lose. And it's changing that because that's not necessarily true. It's that we all win. And so I think that that shift in in mindset is is really important so that we're thinking about other people as as well as ourselves, but not just ourselves. Right, right. So second question. What do you think needs to change then in, we talked about it a little bit just now, uh, but to achieve greater equality in our workplaces, but also in society that, you know, those lines during the pandemic are, are very blurred right now, but what do you think needs to change to achieve greater equality in those spaces? Yeah, and especially going to your point about the lines are blurred, I agree with that 100%. So I think I'm going to oversimplify it maybe, but I think we need to get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to let go of assumptions. Um, We need to stop assuming that just because you're a female, you may not be the best fit for a higher position because you are perceived to have more household responsibilities or are a caretaker of your children, or even the complete opposite of that, that if you aren't committed, then it's assumed that you should work longer hours and you should take on more because you have a lighter um, responsibility load um, on the adult side, right? But I think we just need to let go of assumptions overall because we really don't know what's going on in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to achieve this, we need to provide flexible working arrangements for everyone. Um, as you know, we all have been working from home for the past year, and it's forced a lot of us to work in overtime. And a lot of us are tapping into our reserve tank just to keep going and stay right. afloat. Um, I mean, folks are working their full-time job. They're juggling child's care and virtual schooling. Um, and then also at the same time, managing their own mental and physical health. Right. Um, it's a and lot. then there's, it's a lot. And there's no really break um, in between all of that for yourself, right? Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, during the normal world, what we're now calling pre-pandemic, we would get that break. We would socialize with friends. We would travel. Right. We would, you know, commute to work. We would have that hour of commuting time just to read or listen to a podcast. Yeah. And now we're literally sitting in front of our screens for many, many hours from the, you know, the day, the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. And you go um, from desk to sofa and back. <laughs> right, right. Desk to sofa. And I know I can speak firsthand that I'm usually in back-to-back conference calls every day, all day, and that I often don't have time for lunch or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even have time to refill my cup of water. And I think all of that, you know, just really does pile onto the stress. So as leaders, we need to change the expectation at work and we need to change the expectation of traditional maybe nine to five everyday work model and really allow our employees going forward to work from wherever they feel the most productive and perhaps even offer working non-traditional hours so people can feel like they have that break and that they can contribute equally at home and live up to that work-life balance by being more present in their lives. Um, You know, I think as humans all struggle with being present because our desire to succeed professionally and personally and being everything to everyone can really push us to set aside our own well-being. And I just think it's important that we as society in a workplace, we recognize this human behavior that most of us share and we take that action, right? Um, And we try to change our policies at work and treat people the way we want to be treated with respect and just understanding our circumstances. Mm And it's, it's a reflection of how the world is, is changing. If you don't uh, adapt, then you'll be left behind. And right. you know we're hearing already now that many organizations are uh, saying to their employees, you can work from home forever if that's what you choose to do, if that's what work, works best for you. Whereas others right. are um, you know, finding a, a good middle point where there's a couple of days in the office, a couple of days at home. And I think we have all learned very quickly that lots of meetings can now be emails and uh, you know, we've all adapted. It's been over a year now. And so I think for many people, there's either no going back or it's going to be very different going forward. So it'd be interesting to, to see how that develops. Yeah. It's definitely um, going to be a hybrid model going forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you think, uh, what kind of actions do you think we can all take at an individual level? A lot of this, you know, organizations can make policy changes or we can implement training programs, etc. But I think a lot of it comes from individual action. So what would your uh, ideas be in terms of what, what actions people can take? Yeah. Um, and with that, I think it's, going back to my initial point of getting back to the basics, right? Um, I think we just need to listen more and we need to show more empathy, right? Everyone has had a tough year and we really don't know what's going on. Everyone hides it really well behind the screen and with a smile. So I think if we focus on empathy being one of our key skills going forward, I think it'll help Um, change the attitude and change the um, type of working environment that we're in and people will feel like they're they're heard or that they belong and that they're that they are included Mm. Um, 
I also think that we need to uplift the voices of the women around us to make sure that their voices are heard just as loud as the men, men's voices are. Um, we need to give them the space to complete their sentences and, and their thoughts instead of interrupting them, you know, yeah. so many times. And I also believe that we need to change the narrative just a little bit. Um, I, I, we need to stop saying that we need to empower women. I believe that women are already empowered. We already have that drive in us. We already have that fire burning in us. We, we know our value and what we can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do as leaders is to create opportunities and we need to create the space for those empowered women because we are in their way and we need to become allies and clear roadblocks for them in their environment so they can thrive and do the best with, you know, do the very best that they do. Um, you know, speaking from personal experience, I have two great executive sponsors who continue to help me find my voice when I often struggle finding it because I'm usually the only female in, in the room in my line of work. So they're my advocates, but they don't feel the need to empower me. They, they challenge me, you know, they'll challenge me to speak up to find my voice, but they won't speak on me, my behalf, right? And so I think this is what we need to do. We need to advocate for those quieter voices around us. And we need to demonstrate leadership in creating conversations about inclusion and belonging. And I think if we you know, take those small steps as individuals, I think we can make a bigger impact as a whole towards equality. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So coming towards the end of our 15 minutes, um, completely off topic, um, but I really love to understand uh, people's productivity hacks, how they prioritize, etc. cetera. Um, what's one thing or two things that, that you could share with the audience that um, uh, is important to you? Yeah, um, and something I am personally working on and still struggle with, but I think it's um, it's setting boundaries and saying no. I am a yes girl and I will say yes to everything. Um, and a lot of us try to be everything to everyone and we try to be perfect all the time and we try to show up, you know, perfect in our relationships. So I think it's, you know, saying no, right? We need to be better at saying no to the things that we don't want so we can say yes and yes more often to the things that we do want. Um, I, I think it's okay to be selfish when it comes to your protecting your time and your space yeah. so you can recharge and show up as the best version of yourself for your family and friends. Amazing. I love that. We heard that on our with our last guest as well. So must be a uh, a trending topic to yeah or a common up. struggle that all of us have yes yes brilliant well thank you so much Isha that brings us to the end of our 15 minutes appreciate your thank time you. and uh, yes look forward to speaking with you again soon thank you great thank you bye